What is going on, everyone? This is Zach from Clutch Crew Sports back with another podcast episode. And here today's episode, guys, we're going to talk about the college football season. So uh, for some teams, the season has already started, but really the true week one of college football starts this week. Um, so, you know, with college being back in the back on the TV, we decided to dedicate this entire episode talking about just the entire season as a preview, give some of our predictions and some of our takes for this upcoming season. And now let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's going on, guys? It's Connor, the co-host with the most. And yeah, like Zach said, the season did technically start yesterday. But, you know, when the most exciting game on the schedule is Nebraska versus Northwestern, then, you know, that uh, the season hasn't truly started yet. But I'm excited to do this. I know I've done a lot more research into college this year than I've ever done before since I've been uh, taking over doing the previews. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, definitely. So, like you said there, we've done previews for pretty much every division or or every major conference um, with college football. So we've ranked the teams. Connor and I have both uh, ranked the teams in their divisions and kind of given an overview for the year with their schedule key players just where the school is in relation to others are they rebuilding is this a rebuilding year is this all in with a senior quarterback um is it you know make or break season for certain coaches or players um college has definitely changed a lot recently the last few years with the transfer portal rules being changed now with nil it's it's very much like you know, everything's up in the air. For example, um, Timmy McLean, who was U.S. I'm going off on a tangent here to start this, but, you know, t- <laughs> Timmy McLean was uh, USF starting quarterback last year as a true freshman, and he did OK as a true freshman. You know, he's got a you know great upside as a quarterback. He was one of the highest rated uh, high school QBs in the state of Florida. You know, so USF was like, OK, cool, we've got this good freshman quarterback here you know and he like i said he was okay the the record was bad last year but you know he he did all right for himself but um now they bring in the transfer uh, gary bohannon from baylor he ends up winning the starting job and then the same day that bohannon is named the starter instead of mclean he transfers to ucf so it's like you know the <laughs> Whereas Ouch. like goes to the rival. <laughs> I know four or five years ago, it's like you would that would be unheard of. And, you know, on a bigger scale, you know, talk about like Ohio State, Michigan, you know, seeing Michigan's quarterback go to Ohio State um, or something like that. You know, yeah. UCF's going to be leaving the conference next year anyway. So it's not like he's going to be playing USF again, but uh, it's still. Um, well, it'd be like you know, that's how college like- is. Yeah, it'd be like in the NFL if, like, you know, <clears throat> Dak Prescott all of a sudden went and got, like, you know, when he, like, say his contract ran up, if he, like, all of a sudden went to the Eagles. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of weird. It's weird. It's it's hard to keep up with it because there's so much more moving pieces. It's not like, you know, a team that was really bad last year now all of a sudden can be really good. Um and vice versa, you could have a team that did really good last year. And now they lost a bunch of players to draft or coach left and a bunch of players left to join the new coach somewhere else. You know, it, it teams Oklahoma. can rise. <laughs> yep. Oklahoma. That's, that's uh, 
perfect example of a team like that. So uh, college, the landscape's changed. We've talked on past episodes about just, you know, our thoughts of the whole realignment, uh, the playoff expansion, all the things going on with college. But this year, we're th- for this episode anyways, we're just going to focus on this season in particular. Um, we're going to give you guys our playoff predictions, some dark horse teams that we would pick as surprising teams, um, our favorite games of the year, and our personal favorite teams. We're going to save this for the end, but our favorite teams uh, give our we're going to give our expectations, our hopes um, for <laughs> for myself, uh, South Florida and Tennessee. And then Connor will talk about App State, North Carolina. So um, stick to the end if you're a fan of those teams or just want to hear what what we think about our teams. Um, but we'll start off with the playoff predictions. So um, I'll let Connor go ahead and give his playoff predictions first. So, Connor, who do you have as your four teams oh in boy. the uh, college football playoff? <laughs> Put yeah, so, yeah, no, this was definitely, uh, out of all these, this was really a hard decision. Um, so the first two are going to surprise no one. You know, I, uh, Alabama and Ohio State, you know, as much as that pains me uh, as a as a hater of both of those teams, um, <laughs> um, I mean, I just don't see, like, Alabama's far and away the best team in college football right now. Like I just, I don't see any way that they don't make it. They would have to, especially given that they don't have to play Georgia this year. Um, you know, they would have to have some sort of massive collapse. Like they'd have to lose to Texas A&M. Like they'd, they'd probably have to lose. I mean, with Alabama, it's unfortunate that they pretty much have to lose two games at least to miss. Like they can't just lose one game. Um, so they would have to like lose to Texas A&M or like lose to, uh, Arkansas or something and then lose to Georgia in the title game. So I think Alabama for sure. And Ohio State, like, I just think Michigan has too many question marks. Um, like, I do think there's a possibility they could maybe lose to, like, Wisconsin or something in the Big Ten title game. But, you know, Ohio State, it seems like they've kind of fixed those problems on defense. So I think they're a shoe in as well. The other two, I'm going to go with Utah as my third team. Um, I think the teams above them, I think there's just going to be a little bit of chaos happening. Like, you know, I think Georgia will get knocked out by losing to Alabama. And then I honestly think that, you know, and Texas A&M's above them, like they'll lose, they'll get knocked out by losing to Alabama as well. So I've got Utah going in. I think they'll run the table in the Pac-12. Um, the other team that I have going in for the cultural football, that to the cultural ball playoff is my fourth team is take the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Um, I think they're going to be able to beat Clemson in the rematch this year. And, you know, the key for Notre Dame is the fact that they pretty much always have to go undefeated. Um, but I do think they're going to lose one game, but I think it's going to be that game to Ohio state at the beginning. So I don't think it's going to get held over their head too much. And I think they're going to beat Clemson and make it into the college football playoff. So that's my predictions. Like I said, I think it'll be I think it'll be in that order too. I think it'll be Alabama one, Ohio State two, uh, Utah three, and Notre Dame four. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, I'll give my next my four as well, and then we'll go ahead and pick you know winners and stuff. So uh, I'm glad we didn't rehearse this before the podcast. So I was worried that we might have the exact same four like you know i was common (laughs) but um but luckily we don't obviously there's some similarities but like you know we don't have the exact same four so i've i've also got with you alabama in making the playoff i think they're like you said 
they're guaranteed, you know, they're allowed a, one slip up, whether they go undefeated, then lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game, or if they lose to an Ole Miss or uh, Arkansas, A&M, one of those teams. But then they, you know, beat Georgia just like they did last year. I think they get in the playoffs. Um, so I've got Alabama and I've also got Georgia in as well, just because their schedule is also really easy. Um, as far as the SEC standards go, they pretty much, you know, the SEC East is not, there's no real threat to them in the East. You know, they're definitely way above Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, South Carolina, those teams that I think they're going to have no trouble winning the SEC East. And then, you know, this is another instance where they might look so dominant all season that they can lose to Alabama just like last year, how they lost to Alabama, but still made the playoff as the three seed. Um, so I've got Alabama and Georgia both going back to the playoffs. Um, but then I've got Ohio State making it this year from the Big Ten. I think it's another instance where I think for the this year, I, I kind of envision this year being similar to last year and that there's a lot of teams that have losses. A lot of good teams have losses. So like last year, we didn't see a whole lot of undefeateds. Actually, there were Cincinnati was the only undefeated team in the playoffs. So and that's how they were able to make it. Um, so I, I think there's going to be some chaos across the board. So I think Ohio State will probably win the Big Ten. I think that'll be good enough for them to make it in the playoffs. And then I've got Clemson. Just I think Clemson in the ACC is definitely the best team. Now that there's always the possibility for an upset there, but I think they'll have to go undefeated to make it. And then this is kind of like your Utah pick. You had Utah winning the Pac-12 undefeated. I think Clemson is just a little bit better than Utah, so I think they're gonna they're gonna go undefeated. Um, Utah, I, I think, is pretty good, but I think they might. They, the problem with Utah is they're for sure not allowed to lose a game. Um, they they're like yeah, you know. So, <laughs> but I mean, uh, like you know, the only one that they would maybe slightly excuse. Uh, well, no, they don't play Oregon in the regular season this year, do they? So I think they. Even, I thought they. I thought they did. No, they, they do. They do. They do. Yeah. That's right. That that would be the only one that they could like, maybe slightly excuse, but they would need like other stuff to happen for that to work. Like they couldn't. But you're right, because like if they lose to any other Pac-12 teams, like it, it's done. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Um. So so those are my four. I've got Alabama. I guess I'll I'll do the order now. I'll say Alabama one, Ohio State two. Georgia three and then Clemson four. So now that we've got our, our four picked, um, Connor, tell us who you think ends up winning it all. Yeah. So um, I'll go. I mean, this is going to sound pretty uh, cliche, but I mean, I'm probably going to go straight chalk here in the playoff. Like it's just to me, Alabama and Ohio State just seem like far and away better than all the other teams. Like even Georgia at number three, like I just see. Like Georgia, they have a lot of depth coming back from last year, but they did lose like so like like half their team got drafted <laughs> last year in the NFL. So um, I definitely see a big gap between one and two and then three. So I'm going to say Ohio State beat, uh, beats Utah and then Alabama easily beats Notre Dame because Notre Dame, even if they make the playoff, they tend to have embarrassing showings <laughs> in the playoffs. So um 
And then I'm going to say that Bryce Young outduels CJ Stroud and Alabama takes the the college football playoff. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen, but you know, if I'm going from an objective standpoint, that's, that's what I have to go with. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. Ultimately, I think Alabama wins it. Uh, it's like a every other year sort of deal for them. <laughs> like yeah, right. they, you know, like, like they lost it last year, so they got to win it this year. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not a back to back team, but they're an every other year team that, uh, and as far as their opponent, I, I, I mean, I think it'd be a, if you saw Ohio State versus Georgia in the playoffs, I think that'd be a real good game. But um, it's tough not to pick Georgia. I know this is like the rematch of last year, so it's, you know, not very, <laughs> you know, these teams have they played so many times now if they end up playing in the SEC championship again and the national championship, that'd be four times in two years. Um, but I don't know, man, Georgia, there's. They're still a really good team, so I think I would pick them over Ohio State. But then I'd have Alabama winning that rematch um, in the championship. So, um, oh man, you know, playoff expansion needed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't getting boring at all. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, yeah. So speaking of it not getting boring, there, there's always the possibility. Last year we saw it come to come the truth with Cincinnati making the playoffs. Um, so let's go and pick some dark horse sort of surprise teams that might not necessarily make the college football playoff, but might be, you know, one of those first two teams out. Maybe they make it um, just some teams that nobody's really talking about as a national championship, you know, true contender, but we could see somehow making it for me. Uh, I'm going to have to pick, uh utah as one of mine which like connor kind of stole the utah thunder from me (laughs) but (laughs) but um no it's shocking to me that they're picked like third or something by a lot of people in the in the pac-12 like they manhandled oregon twice last year and and oregon's who everybody has winning or usc i do think usc will be better but from a physical standpoint i think utah is just they're just you know it's hard to to play Utah, so I think you know they've got a kind of t- they got to go at Florida early in the year. If they lose that, then it's you know all bets are off. But you know if they can somehow come out of the pack their their Pac twelve you know schedule unscathed, you know I think they could they could be for sure making the playoff because like I said, I think a lot of these teams are going to have one loss. I think. In Ohio State's the big the Big Ten's going to beat up on each other. I think the Big Twelve will as well, ACC. So if Utah can come out unscathed, they're definitely I think a dark horse team, and it'd be exciting for them to do so. I, I'm pulling for Utah this year. Um, but Connor, tell me about one of your dark horse surprise teams. Uh, yeah, for sure. So I have, you know, you got the Pac-12 team. I know another thing, you know, just to jump on your Utah thing, another thing helping them is the fact they're already ranked number seven. Like, they don't come from low in the rankings to, you know, do something like that. But I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, the NC State Wolfpack, which, you know, they had – This is they're one of these teams that for the past couple of seasons is really just kind of like – they've always been like possibly in the mix to do something but they kind of like they never win the games that they need to it's like okay you know 
back in 2020, it was like, okay, you know, we, we lose to Clemson. It seems like most of the time they were losing to Clemson and that's what was hurting them. But then like, you know, last year it was the case of, okay, we have the chance to finally win the ACC Atlantic, but then they go and lose to Wake Forest, even though they beat Clemson. It's like, okay, you know, they seem to never be able to put it all together, but I think they could put it all together this year. I mean, you know, they're actually ranked number 13, which is surprising. Um, I'm not sure a lot of people thought they were going to be, so, I mean, if I some people didn't think they were going to be ranked at all, but the fact that they were actually ranked number uh, number thirteen is pretty crazy. And they have a pathway to get into the college football playoff if they can somehow get through the ACC unscathed, because you know they do play Clemson, they do play Wake Forest by virtue of being in the Atlantic. But it's also likely that if they make it all the way through the Atlantic, they're going to be playing Pittsburgh in the Coastal, which you know the analysts are pretty high on Pittsburgh this year too. So. Um, they definitely have the strength of schedule to make it into the college football playoff. And this is a really experienced group. Like it's an, it's a group that, you know, what you're going to get from them on a base level. Like, okay, we know we can probably easily, you know, pull out eight, nine, 10 wins with this group easily, but it's all about, you know, watching and seeing if they can take it to that next level. Can we get those 11, 12 win seasons? Can we beat Clemson? Can we beat Wake Forest? Can we actually win an ACC championship? And if that's the case, I think they definitely have a really strong case to make it to the college football playoff. I mean, like you said, I agree that, you know, the Big Ten could possibly beat up on each other, like Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State. Like, those are going to be some wars. You know, Georgia's got question marks, like, even though, you know, they're still a good team, but they lost a lot. So I'm going to go with the NC State Wolfpack here. All right, and then my second pick is going to be Wisconsin uh, from the Big Ten West. I think they're just one of these teams. They had expectations last year. They didn't quite deliver, but this year I think they break through. You know, they were 9-4 and four last year. I think they're going to have a really good season this year, end up winning the West, like I mentioned in my preview. But, you know, they're going to have the resume, I think, if, the, if these Big Ten teams are as good as projected – you know, I think they'll have the resume to where they could be afforded a loss. Um, you know, they play at Ohio State in September. They play at Michigan State and, you know, at Iowa. So, like, that, you know, that's a tough three road games in the Big Ten, but that's the sort of thing that gives them the flexibility to lose one of those but still make the playoffs depending on how these other teams in other conferences fare. Um I, I just think they're kind of an underrated team in that aspect. But if, if they were to, you know, win all those games, win their slate, I think they're for sure making it. And, you know, to me, they're the ones that could challenge the uh, the Big Ten, um, the, challenge Ohio State from the Big Ten West. Uh, what about you, Connor? What's your second uh, dark horse surprise team? Yeah, so my second dark horse team here is going to be, it's, you know, a story that we saw last year. And while... I think it would definitely be a long shot for this team to make the college football playoff. It could be, you know, they definitely in my mind could make a new year's bowl game and, you know, who knows, maybe if chaos ensues, they could somehow squeak in there, but I'm going to go with the Houston Cougars. Um, You know, they were a really good team last year. They were, they only had two losses last year. They unfortunately had a loss to Texas tech somehow at the beginning of the year. Um, But then, you know, they actually played for the first half of the American championship game. They played Cincinnati close it was like 14 to 13 at halftime um they kind of let cincinnati run away with it at the end but um you know houston they're bringing back a more complete squad this year than cincinnati is 
And, you know, it's definitely, this is a benefit to them schedule wise, maybe not a benefit to them in terms of, uh, you know, strength of schedule if they wanted to have any aspirations of making the college football playoff, but they don't play Cincinnati during the regular season. So they don't have to have that battle early on. So it's really going to come down to the American championship game between Cincinnati and Houston. And I think Houston has the edge this time. You know, like I said, they're they're bringing back a more complete team. I know you talked about them in your American preview that you've got them finishing higher than Cincinnati. Um, you know, and they could be, it seems like we always have this every year, like the one group of five team that like, you know, <clears throat> really advocates for, I saw a thing on a website about like, you know, they were ranking the, uh, they were ranking every college football team and they were placing like Houston in this tier of like this, the quote unquote, the system's not fair. <laughs> As like, you know, these group of five teams, there's one every year that really probably should have a chance, but never gets the chance. And I think Houston's going to be that team this year because I think Cincinnati, I think losing Desmond Ritter is just going to be a huge loss. You know, replacing the quarterback is tough. So I think Houston's got the edge. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you. Out of the group of five, they're the ones that I think are the most dangerous you know, I don't think the chips are going to fall their favor as far as, you know, a playoff spot lined up. And who knows, you know, it's it. These teams can always just lose an off game here or there to someone in their conference, like a UCF or a Memphis. Somebody like that could upset a Houston and then all bets are off. Out. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely out after that. But they can still end up having a really good season getting a great bowl game and and win that so it's not always about the championship only one team can win that but in in college you have all these other bowls so teams can still have you know end their season on a win whereas like all these other sports every team that makes the playoffs except for one ends on a loss but um let's go ahead and talk about some of our favorite games for the year um so i will go ahead and pick mine I think my favorite game I'm looking most looking forward to this year is going to be the Notre Dame Clemson game. I think that's got huge implications. You know, I picked Clemson to make my college football playoff. Connor picked Notre Dame. I think that that game right there determines that spot very likely. Um, if Notre Dame wins it, you know, they could have a great case to make it. If Clemson wins it, that's another good win for them on their schedule. So, to me, that's a game when they've played before. It's usually been pretty good. Um, I remember a few years ago that game was pretty wild with overtimes. Um, but that's one that I'm looking forward to. And it's also one that you don't see every year as well. It's not a traditional rivalry game um, that you see every year. So for me, that's the one that stands out. But what about you, Connor? Yeah, mine is going to be mine is a traditional rivalry game. Uh, mine's going to be the Oklahoma and Texas game. And, you know, for the most part, when it comes to this rivalry game, you know, Texas is like, you know, they've played Oklahoma well, but it seems like every year, you know, we're, Oklahoma just has an objectively better team for the most part. And, you know, Oklahoma, it's like, you know, they have college football playoff expectations and Texas is, is just kind of going in there trying to, you know, get a win over Oklahoma, beat their rival. But this year, the Big 12 is really up in the air this year. It's like, you know, really there are four teams that could contend for the big 12 between Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma state and Texas. And, you know, that's kind of when it really all gets started. You know, that's the big game to get everything going. You know, all these, the one thing I like about the big 12 is that all the teams play each other. And 
it's like a make or break moment, you know, whichever team loses that game, you know, could potentially be losing whatever sort of playoff aspirations they had in the foot, you know, Texas is, they're a bit more far-fetched than Oklahoma, given that, you know, uh, the other three ahead of them are all ranked in the top 15 and Texas isn't ranked, but, you know, Texas has the opportunity to sneak in there. If they can beat all three of those teams, then, you know, they'll definitely make themselves a strong case for the college football playoffs. So, um, definitely that game this year. And, you know, even when Texas had Texas still gives, you know, Oklahoma a good game. So, um, definitely want to watch that one. And it's going to be really determinative of what happens in the wide open big 12 this year. Yeah. Uh, that, that's always a, a great game to watch. Um, so I, I'm excited for that one as well. Um, so let's wrap things up on this episode and talk about our favorite teams and kind of our season expectations for them. Um, so I'll start with my teams and then I'll let Connor talk about his. But um, I'll start with the Tennessee Volunteers. You know, last year was a, a real pleasant surprise for me um, and all Tennessee fans, you know, beating Kentucky you know, winning a lot of their games at the end of the year, Missouri, South Carolina, you know, it's things started out not so great, but they ended pretty positively. They just came up short in the bowl game on a controversial referee call. But um, I, I think this is going to be a real, real good year for Tennessee. I think it could be their best year since the Josh Dobbs year for Tennessee. I mean, Hendon Hooker is a Heisman watch candidate at quarterback if he can play like he did last year his second year on the team i think that'd be you know he he really could be in the heisman race um which i'm pulling for that um as far as like their schedule Me goes too. <laughs> <laughs> as far as their schedule goes i mean it, it's it's going to be tough i'm like i i definitely think they're going to lose to alabama and georgia i think you know joey galloway had them beating georgia but i those are two teams i just think it's just unfortunate they have to play two of the best teams. Uh, but, you know, I just really want to beat Florida. That's, you know, <laughs> we've beaten Kentucky when Kentucky's good. You know, we've beaten all these other Eastern teams before. I would love to beat a team from the SEC West. I feel like it's been forever since we did that. But, um, you get stuck, but you man, get stuck playing Alabama every year. So, you Al- Alabama every year. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we draw lsu which lsu on the road is going to be tough but um that home game against florida i mean i expect if they start out three and oh and beat ball state pittsburgh and akron then i mean that's just going to be a, a wild game to go to if you're in knoxville but um but i think tennessee can have a real good season this year and you know be ranked and make a pretty good bowl game and then on the other end of the spectrum i've got usf here <laughs> Um, you know, USF, I think, is in sort of a make or break it year for their head coach, Jeff Scott. It's, you know, everything. There's all this positive momentum with the on-campus stadium plans coming out, new jersey uniforms, new um, new training facilities, indoor practice field. These all these like construction projects that are going on campus for the football team. It's like all this hype's coming up. Um, the team is really experienced. They're bringing back a lot of players from last year. Um, they're one of the most, they have one of the most like continuities from teams last year. So 
you know, I'm just wanting some wins from this team. I just want to see them be competitive against the good teams in the American, but also I want to see more than two wins. I want to see them obviously beat the cupcakes in the American, but then really maybe get an upset win against one of the better teams like in Eastern Carolina or Memphis. Just, you know, have a, you know, be competitive and win some games is really what I'm expecting and hopeful for. Otherwise, it's going to be another bad year like the last two years have been. And then, you know, who knows what happens then with the head coach, you know, and the program starting from scratch again, which I don't want to see. But Connor, what about you? Um, you've got two teams from North Carolina that you're a fan of. So talk about <laughs> your expectations for them. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure uh, uh, I'm sure it'd be nice for you if you guys could uh, send UCF to the Big 12 with a loss. Uh, that'd be I'm sure that'd be really nice for you. if Y'all yep. could win that. <laughs> it's it's going to be a home game for us, too. So I, I'm definitely going to try and go to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. I'll start with the you know the team from the Power Five Conference, the UNC Tar Heels, which last year was definitely a huge disappointment as a UNC fan. I mean, you know, there was a lot of expectations around this team. We were ranked in the top twenty-five at the start of the year for the first time in ages. I mean, you know, Sam Howell was supposedly going to be a top-five draft pick. You know, we we had lost Javante Williams and Michael Carter, but we brought back a lot of receivers. The O line was supposed to be one of the best in the ACC. And I don't know, it just all kind of fell apart. Like the O line definitely got over hyped somewhere because Sam Howell was running for his life. And I mean, I went to their season finale against NC state and it was just like, they, they just couldn't get anything going on offense. Like the offense was so dynamic the year before. And then like, it just kind of seemed like Howell was a man on his own. Uh, out there last season so but obviously this year with a new head coach new head coach new quarterback um and an experienced head coach you know i have faith in mac brown you know he's a national championship winning coach he's definitely turned unc around as a football program because there was a lot of you know mediocrity that was going on with the program you know unc is one of these schools like kansas and kentucky that you definitely think of more as a basketball school um but the pieces are there for them to make a run. You know, they the coastal is always wide open when it comes to the ACC. You know, it's like the Atlantic is just always ruled by Clemson. But the coastal is always wide open. They have opportunities. You know, they're playing against Notre Dame early in the year. They're playing against Wake. They're playing against NC State. So they have a lot of matchups against ranked teams. Um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to win the coastal, unfortunately. I think Miami and Pittsburgh are probably a bit too talented for them. But you know, it at least for them, they kind of want to. It's going to be important for them to get to a situation where I just want to beat all of our in-state rivals this year. Like, you know, we lost. I mean, we're going to beat Duke, no problem. But, um, you know, I want to beat Wake Forest. We lost to them last year, and we, in heartbreaking fashion, lost to NC last year. I mean, we had the lead at the end of the game and just like completely collapsed. So. I'm hoping for a difference there, but I, I'm going to say they'll probably finish like third in the coastal. But Appalachian State, on the other hand. You know, this is also this is kind of like a rebuilding year for them. We lost a lot. We lost our top three wide receivers. Um, you know, we lost a lot of our offensive linemen. We lost a lot of pieces on defense. But, you know, we still have the best run, rushing offense in the Sun Belt. We have a top. I mean, honestly, we have a top 10 rushing offense in the country. Uh, like We have some ridiculous streak going of like five or six years in a row. We've had a 1000 yard rusher, um, you know, and the pieces are there in the Sun Belt. Because 
the other Sunbelt powerhouse, Louisiana, they're kind of just like us. They lost a lot of pieces. You know, we both had really heavy senior classes um, that are going out. And it's going to be a different look this year. Of course, the Sunbelt added four new teams over the um, over during the offseason. And we definitely have a different division. Like three of the teams in our division are going to be different this year because Troy moved over to the West. Um, and we added Marshall, James Madison, and Old Dominion. So um, it's going to be interesting for sure. I mean, our biggest competition is obviously going to be Carolina is going to be a big competition. We actually get to avoid playing Louisiana this year, which is the first time since I enrolled at App State back in 2017. So uh, we've played them every year. But I, I see a lot of good things for us. I mean, no college football playoff expectations or anything since we're not ranked or anything, but I definitely could see this team. If everything comes together, you know, we have, a, I'm expect we have a home game against UNC at the start of the year that I think we can definitely win. Um, I can definitely see a, we're going to have one loss, unfortunately, at least because we're playing Texas A&M in college station. So that's going to be a loss, but I could easily see a 12, um, a 12 and one season for us and maybe potentially fighting Houston or Cincinnati to get into that new year's six bowl game for the group of five team. Alrighty guys. So that will wrap up this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed our analysis there at the end on our favorite teams. You know, we, uh, we're watching all, we're going to watch all these college football games that we can, but you know, those teams are every week we're trying to watch. So, um, (laughs) you know, obviously you always want your team to win, but, um, that's going to wrap this episode up guys. Thanks for listening and watching. And until next time, remember be clutch for Eric. Peace.